Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. This episode of Gators Breakdown is brought to you by MyBookie. Use promo code Gators for a 50% match on your first deposit. Only at mybookie.ag. This episode of Gators Breakdown is also brought to you by Shark Coatings. Visit sharkfloorcoatings.com when you need professional floor coating services done right the first time. Want more Gators Breakdown? Join Gators Breakdown Plus. Starting at $3 a month, get access to unique episodes, plus a blog, chat room, giveaways, shoutouts, and more. Gators Breakdown Plus is furthering the interaction with fans and listeners like you. Head to gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm to join Gators Breakdown Plus today. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Coming at you right here with a Florida versus Vanderbilt preview. Gators traveling to Nashville. Going to be a cold weather, 11 a.m. local kickoff. Hopefully the Gators walk out of there with their third straight victory of the season, heading into the season finale showdown in Tallahassee against FSU next week. But that game will mean a whole lot more only if Florida takes care of business here versus the Commodores. So let's get into the preview. But before we do, hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button if you're watching right there on YouTube. really helps us out. Helps other Gator fans out there find Gators Breakdown uh, out there on, on YouTube. So hit that like button, that thumbs up. It's right there. It's right there. Hit that like button. Subscribe if you haven't done so yet. So you get those notifications when there is a new episode of Gators Breakdown. Also, check us out. Gators Breakdown Plus. The link is in the description, but you can check it out at gatorsbreakdown.supportingcast.fm. Gives you access to the Gators Breakdown Plus Discord server where you have all the chats, a lot of good chat going on this week, especially in recruiting and everything that's going on there. Also, you know, there's just a pure football strategy talk channel in there too. Uh, J. Bud Davis, Seth Bonador, J.P. Gator. Uh, they they kind of have taken that over for, for some really good pure football talk. So uh, really good channels going on there. Look, some even out of football. You know, if you want to talk uh, other sports, if you want to talk video games, if you want to talk movies and TV, hey, it's all right there. That, that's what part of the plus is on Gators Breakdown Plus. Also extra episodes uh, out there as well. Gators Breakdown Plus, link is in the description. All right, so let's check out Florida, Vanderbilt, getting into this preview here. And let's take a look, 
so far at the Vanderbilt Commodores and their season so far. Opened up the season week zero against Hawaii. Remember watching that game because we were all college football hungry. I'm always college football hungry, but <laughs> oh, really hungry at that point of the season. It's week zero. You're kind of just watching the games because you just love having college football back. Uh, staying up late to watch Vandy versus Hawaii. It was a 63-10 to 10 win for the Commodores to start the season off. We know Hawaii's all not, not that great, but historically, Vanderbilt, in recent history, Vanderbilt has not been either. And for them to go to Hawaii and win 63-10, to 10, it was an eye-opener uh, right there just a bit. And then Elon, the very next week or the very next game, they win that one, 42-31. Then they play Wake Forest, uh, one of the better teams in the ACC. Vanderbilt goes down, gets their first loss of the season, 45-25, puts them 2-1 on the season. A 38-28 win versus Northern Illinois, at Northern Illinois, by the way. Vandy uh, 3-1 at that time of the season. And then there's a string of losses until last week. But Vanderbilt goes on to lose. They're sitting at 3-1 to go on to lose. One, two, three, four, five straight games that started with traveling to Alabama, taking on then number two, Crimson Tide. Vanderbilt goes down 55 to three. Then they get beat by Ole Miss 52 to 28. Georgia puts it on them 55 to nothing with their third straight loss right there. Then they lose to Missouri only by three, 17-14. Lose to South Carolina 38 to 27. Vanderbilt's 0-5 in the conference at that point. They were three and one. They're sitting at three and six. Going into the last three games of the season. And then lo and behold, they upset number 24 Kentucky last week, 24 to 21. Moves Vanderbilt to four and six, one and five in conference play. So last week, that's a big game for Vanderbilt, big win for them. Let's take it's the most recent game. Let's take a look at it. Mike Wright ran for 59 yards for a touchdown. Completed an eight-yard touchdown pass to Will Shepard with 32 seconds left for a 24-24 win over Kentucky last Saturday, snapping a 26-game SEC losing streak for the Commodores. 26 straight losses for Vanderbilt in the SEC play. They snapped that last week versus Kentucky. Going back to Mike Wright, he was named the Commodore's starting quarterback to start the season, but was benched following a 45-25 loss to Wake Forest on September 10th. Freshman A.J. Swan started the last six games, but was ruled out against Kentucky due to an injury. Kentucky had just 147 yards of offense in the first half. Despite driving into Vanderbilt territory on all four of its drives, was only held to six points. Kentucky looked like they might walk away with the victory or, or escape there. Might they, they survive. Chris Rodriguez, the Wildcat running back, gave the Wildcats the lead, scoring from the five-yard line for a 15-14 lead. Then racing 72 yards for a touchdown to make it 21-17 with 5.03 left in the game. Vanderbilt, it looked like they were done for. The game-winning drive was stalled, but Octavius Oxendine, personal foul for ten, or Kentucky, 
wiped out a Kentucky Wildcat interception. Vanderbilt gets new life. Wright completes a 40-yard pass to Quincy Skinner Jr. to the Kentucky 9, and on 4th 11, that was on 4th fourth and 11, by the way, a 40-yard pass on 4th and 11. That sets up the winning score for the Commodores. Wright was 12-23, passing 184 yards with an interception, ran for 126 yards. Ray Davis running back there for Vanderbilt added 129 yards rushing and a touchdown for the Commodores. Vanderbilt's last conference win before that, October 19, 2019 versus Missouri, all the way back to 2019. 26 straight conference losses. You had to go all the way back to October 19, 2019. Commodores defense, which had, which had given up a conference worth 36.8 points per game, played well. Four sacks, six tackles to go along with it, six tackles for loss to go along with the interception on the final play of the game. CJ Taylor led that deep Commodore defense, six tackles, a sack, and an interception. Mike Wright, after the 24-21 victory over Kentucky, was named SEC Offensive Player of the Week. So the Gators going against the defending SEC Offensive Player of the Week. Wright and running back Ray Davis became the first Vandy duo to each exceed 100 rushing yards in the same game against an FBS team since 2002 for Vanderbilt. Vandy duo, the first Vandy duo to do since 2002 to exceed 100 rushing yards in the same game against an FBS opponent. Vanderbilt finished 264 yards rushing, the most against an SEC opponent since totaling 281 yards versus Mississippi State back in 2011. Wright was the first Vanderbilt SEC offensive player since Kyle Shermer in 2018. So speaking of 2018 and moving it forward to the Gator game, Vandy is looking for their first back-to-back SEC wins since the 2018 season. It's a big win for Vanderbilt. Them last week, finally getting that SEC win over Kentucky. And now they're trying to make it back-to-back. All right, so let's do a little bit of stack comparison right here. Florida, Vanderbilt, mainly in Florida's favor here. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Total offense, Gators 31st in the country, 6th in the SEC, 438.5 yards a game. Total offense for Vanderbilt, 363 yards. That gets them to tied for 86th in the country, 10th in the SEC, Scoring offense, Gators 42nd in the country, 31.9, basically sitting at 32 points a game for the Gators. That's good for sixth in the SEC. Vanderbilt, 26.4 points per game, 
That's tied for 82nd in the country, 10th in the SEC. Of course, we know the Gators rush in offense. 225 yards a game, 225.3. That's good for 11th in the country right now for the Gators, second in the SEC. Vanderbilt going for 159.7. That's good for 60th in the country, ninth in the SEC. Passing offense, neither team has a lot to write home about right here. As far as yards go, Florida 213.2. That's 91st in the country. Vanderbilt at 203 a game, 102nd in the country. Passing efficiency, Vandy barely edging out Florida there. Touchdown to interception ratio, Vandy tied for 28th in the country. 19 touchdowns, 5 interceptions. Tied for 4th in the SEC. And then you get to defense for both teams, and that's where it's not pretty at all for either one. Florida doing much better, of course. Trending in the right direction. Most of, the, most of these stats for Florida, of course, based on the first 7, 8 games of the season. Total defense. Gators do edge out Vanderbilt, though. Gators giving up 421 yards a game. Vanderbilt giving up 457.8 yards a game. The Gators 421 is good for 105th in the country. Vandy's 457.8 is good for 123rd in the country. Scoring defense, Florida much, you know, much better there when you compare the total defenses. Both over 100 there in total defense, but Florida scoring defense, 74th, giving up 26.9 Points per game. That was good for 74th in the country. For Vanderbilt, 35.2 points per game. That's good for 121st. And we know this Gator rushing offense, we mentioned that, now up to 11th in the country. They will be going against the 91st worst rush defense in the country. Vanderbilt giving up 164 yards on the ground. Pass defense, Vanderbilt, one of the worst in the country at 130th, giving up 239 and a half yards a game. Florida, 95th in the country, giving up 249.8. Turnover margin, big plus for the Gators, 10th in the country. You know, all those turnovers versus South Carolina last week keeps moving the Gators up in turnover margin. They're tied for 10th in the country at plus 10. Vanderbilt. Tied for 70th. They are dead even on the season. Turnover margin at zero. They are getting takeaways with 15. Tied for 54th. Gators, 19 takeaways. Tied for 15th in the country. And first, tied for first in the SEC as well. Gators with eight interceptions. On the season, Sykes allowed. Both teams doing pretty good there. Per game, Vanderbilt tied for 18th, Florida tied for 21st. Sacks allowed by Vanderbilt, 11 on the season, 12 on the season for Florida. And then let's wrap it up right here. Sacks per game, both teams pretty even there as well. Vanderbilt, 17, 17 sacks this season, tied for 93rd in the country. Gators with one more sack. Tie for 88th in the country. Five-spot difference there. Tackle for loss, they're pretty even there, too. Tackles for loss per game. 
5.8 for Vanderbilt. They have 58 on the year. That's 68th in the country. Florida, five and a half a game, 55 on the year, three less than Vanderbilt. Florida tied for 75th in tackles for loss. So this is much like Florida versus Texas A&M and much like Florida versus South Carolina, the biggest gap of one side being good and the other side being bad, it is Florida's rushing offense versus the opposing rushing defense. It's been that way the last two games, and it's going to stand out right here as well. I mean, Vanderbilt's defense isn't good on either one of them. You know, South Carolina and Texas A&M at least could point to a better pass defense. Vanderbilt cannot do that. But the, you know, being 91st, giving up 164 yards a game, while Florida's gaining 225 yards a game on the ground, that is a big, big mismatch. Big mismatch in in favor of the Gators once again. All right, so plenty more to get into. We'll give you some particulars, some particular players to look out for for Vanderbilt. But before we do, with so many sports books to choose from, you need a platform that makes it simple to bet and win, like my bookie. MyBookie has a huge selection of odds, props, and contests for all your sports betting needs anytime, anywhere. You go to MyBookie right now, you'll find Florida a 14-point favorite over Vanderbilt. I feel good about that one. Might want to make that bet. 57.5 over under Florida Vanderbilt. Kind of like that one, too. You'll hear it later. But at MyBookie, stream games and live bet while you watch so you can turn game day into payday at MyBookie. Sign up for free today. Use promo code Gators and claim a half deposit match of any amount up to $1,000. That's promo code Gators to claim your deposit bonus and give yourself the competitive edge. When you play with my bookie, you're not just betting, you're joining the winning team. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere at my bookie. You know the goosebumps you get when Florida takes the field? Or when that 63-yard Hail Mary actually works? Or the thrill of a game-winning interception in the end zone? What a rush. You can experience that same rush every day at your home with Shark Coatings. We'll cover your old, ugly concrete with a beautiful industrial concrete coating and a warranty that lasts longer than most careers in professional football. So whether your garage floor is for parking, partying, or working out, Shark Coatings can transform it. And if your pool deck is starting to look like a bulldog, old, cracked, smells like pee, Shark Coatings can transform that too. Shark Coatings is easy to clean, stain resistant, and is 100% antibacterial and antimicrobial. We're easy on the eyes and on the maintenance. Gator Nation is worldwide, and Shark Coatings is based right in the heart of it. So whether you live in Brunswick, Georgia, or Live Oak, Florida, down to Ocala, over to New Smyrna Beach, or anywhere in between, contact us for a free estimate today. Learn more at sharkfloorcoatings.com. That's sharkfloorcoatings.com. All right, let's take a look at this Vanderbilt offense. And look, they've been more successful in putting points on the board this season. Commodores have totaled 264 points, averaging 26.4 points per game. Through nine games, Vanderbilt has already surpassed its point total from last season. That was just through nine games. They played 10. But the ninth game of the season already surpassed from last season. Commodores totaled 189 points across their 12 games in 2021, averaging 
points per contest. Vandy's 264 points this season and 35 touchdowns are both the most since the 2018 season when they scored 370 points and 47 touchdowns. Seven games against teams outside the AP Top 25 this season. Vandy is averaging 33.3 points per game. Florida not in the AP Top 25 this season, so we'll see if Florida's defense can continue their trend. But Vanderbilt has found more success, and that makes sense, of course, when you're Vanderbilt. When you when the schedule eases up a bit, <laughs> you, you go there and put some points up on the board. Uh, Commodores have scored on 27 of their 30 trips to the red zone this season, converting for touchdowns on 22 of those. So 20 is, 27 of 30 overall, 22 of those being touchdowns. So Vanderbilt gets to the red zone, they score. And most time they're scoring touchdowns. Something to watch there. They rank fourth in the SEC in red zone conversion. And the market to 90%. That's 22nd in college football. With 22 touchdowns and 30 trips, Vandy ranks third in the SEC in touchdown conversion percentage. And sits at 13th in the FBS. So scoring 90% of the time. And the 22 of 30 touchdowns, third in the SEC, 13th in college football. Mentioned Mike Wright and his performance last week at quarterback for Vanderbilt. He's been under center when Vanderbilt's hitting the big plays this year. It's been split in time this year, but he's been responsible for a lot of big plays. He's been involved in four of the Commodores' five longest plays from scrimmage, including the two longest rushes, and two longest passes. Got to watch his big playability. He has three rushes of 40 or more yards this season, which marks the second most by quarterbacks in the FBS. I need to come. Three rushes of 40 yards or more this season, which marks the second most by quarterbacks in the FBS. If he's second most in FBS, I'm going to assume Richardson's first. (laughs) Three rushes of 40 yards or more, I would... I'm pretty sure Richardson has at least three of 40. He's also recorded two passes of 70 or more yards this season, which ties for the most in the SEC and fifth most by FBS quarterbacks. So doesn't really pass for a ton of yardage when you look at it, but can hit the, hit, hit the big plays. It kind of off the top of my head, like Treon Harris, like maybe. You know, not the not going to go out there and throw for 300 yards, but you just never know when that big play is going to happen. Uh, if Andy switches quarterbacks for any reason, true freshman quarterback, A.J. Swan, he's played a good bit this season. Mentioned Wright taking his place last week versus Kentucky. But A.J. Swan had 159 consecutive pass attempts to begin his career before throwing his first interception against Missouri. The streak came with his first two college, uh, his college starts on the road. He didn't start the season. Mike Wright started the season, but A.J. Swan came in. His streak came with his first two collegiate starts on the road, and it survived games against number two Alabama, number nine Ole Miss, and number two Georgia at the time. 
His fifth, his 159 pass attempts marked the most pass attempts without an interception by a Vanderbilt quarterback to begin his career since 1996, and the most by an SEC quarterback to begin his FBS career since 2002. He's one of these quarterbacks turning the ball over a whole lot. Here's another one for A.J. Swan. Leads all true freshman quarterbacks in college football in the FBS in passing efficiency with a mark of 128.9. So on the season, Swan is 104-181 for a team-high 1,195 passing yards, 10 touchdowns through the air. Throwing, in multiple, throwing four multiple touchdowns in four games this season. So it sounds like he'll still be out and in, injured for this game. Looks like it's Mike Wright's game here, but you know we'll see what kind of gamesmanship is going on from Vanderbilt or whatever. But if AJ Swan has to come in or plays for any reason, there's a little bit of background on him as well. But it looks like it's going to be Mike Wright. Senior running back Ray Davis returns. After a season-ending injury, week three last year, he's led Vanderbilt rushing attack this year. He's totaled 860 rushing yards, averaging 86 yards per game. From San Francisco, had a career day against South Carolina a couple weeks ago, 167 rushing yards on 20 carries, and we know how bad South Carolina's rush defense is. Florida just had their day with him. Uh, Vanderbilt did in some ways as well, at least Ray Davis. 167 yards on 20 carries versus South Carolina. He became the third Commodore running back since 2015 to record at least 150, 150 rushing yards in a game, joining the duo of names we know pretty well from Vanderbilt, Ralph Webb and Keyshawn Vaughn. Davis has eclipsed so 100 Rushing yard mark four times this season. 116 yards at Northern, Northern Illinois. 105 yards versus Ole Miss. And 129 yards versus Kentucky. And throw that South Carolina game in there as well a couple weeks ago. I mentioned the 86 rushing yards per game. Also 100 all-purpose yards per contest. That's fourth in the SEC. Uh, he ranks fourth in the SEC in total rushing yards. Ranks third on the team in both receptions with 22 while placing second in receiving touchdowns with three. Third in receptions with 22. Second in receiving touchdowns with three. So watch him add the backfield. But who you got to watch? Mentioned those quarterbacks earlier. Who do they like going to the most? Will Shepard. No secret there. That's the receiver you got to watch if you're Florida. Nine receiving touchdowns this season, Will Shepard. Second in the SEC. And doing a little bit of research here for this game. Probably blew you away a little bit too. That Vanderbilt has the wide receiver in the SEC who is second in receiving touchdowns with nine. That is Will Shepard. He has three games this season with multiple touchdown grabs. Look, they're going to tar- they're going to target him, try and get the ball in his hands. Something this offense does tries to get the ball in one of their best playmakers' hands. That's Will Shepard. Gators defense has got to focus on stopping him. Like you can pretty much let anybody else leave them one on one, but Florida 
Will Shepard, double, bracket, whatever you got to do in coverage, make sure he doesn't go crazy on you. Fanny gets in the red zone. They've had a lot of success there. He's got nine touchdowns this year. Pretty sure not all of them are in the red zone, but you got to believe he's going to be the top target once Vanderbilt gets in the scoring position. Uh, Vandy, they'll play some 12 personnel, but, you know, still more for the blocking aspect. They're going to use two tight ends. Ben Bresnahan, he leads the tight end group for Vanderbilt. 14 receptions, 153 yards. But this is not your... Utah and Georgia tight end room. Over the last couple of weeks versus South Carolina and Kentucky, last two games for Vanderbilt, have noticed that they've been they've been able to put together long scoring drives. As far as yarders goes. They have the ability to string together 70, 80 yard drives. So the third down improvement we've seen from this Gator defense, it needs to continue. Vanderbilt, not great on third down, 38% on the season. That's 68th in the country. They've been putting together some long drives the last couple of weeks. They don't really hurt themselves. There's nothing special on offense, but that's just it. They, they don't hurt themselves, but they're not explosive. But they'll put together some drives. So, got to contain the quarterback run, of course. I think here in... What Mike Wright has been able to do with his arm and his legs for Vanderbilt. We know Florida's issues there earlier in the season. Got to stop the quarterback run. Can Florida create some turnovers again? They don't really turn the ball over. Not a very explosive. Don't take many chances. Can Florida cause havoc up front? That's probably where I'm looking. Cause enough disruption up front. I'm looking for the pass rush to be there without blitzing. Winning one-on-one battles like we've seen them do so much better lately. And once again, be instrumental in setting up another team in third and long. Vanderbilt's not explosive. Get them in third and long. They're not going to create, they're not going to convert many of them. And that's where you can create the turnovers as well. So Florida does their job like they have been setting up third and long. It, It should pay off. It should pay off. Vanderbilt's a methodical offense, more so consistent than Texas A&M and South Carolina. Probably better than those two teams on offense in some ways. But they don't do a lot to scare you. This Florida defense has shown anything like they've been putting on film the last six quarters. Vanderbilt should not be able to do much on this defense. Let's move to the other side of the ball. Vanderbilt's defense, senior linebacker, Anthony Orgy, looks to lead the way for their defense once again. I mean, go back to last year's preview. In the year before, his name's coming up. (laughs) He's he's a playmaker for this Vanderbilt defense. One of the standouts right there. Mention how bad all the stats are. If they had 10 other players like Orgy right there in his production, Vanderbilt would have a really, really good defense. He's been the leading tackler for him the last two seasons. 93 tackles last season after posting a team leading 66 stops as a sophomore during the 2021 campaign.
And that would have been 66 in 2020. 93 last season, 66 in 2020. Double-digit sacks. My bad. Let me start over there. Double-digit tackles in six of the ten games this season. 95 on the season so far. Tackles there for Anthony Orgy. Currently leads the SEC in tackles per game, 9.5. Leads the SEC. Strong linebacker core for Vanderbilt. He leads the way. Fourth-year linebacker recorded one interception this season. Team high two forced fumbles. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For Vanderbilt, I think one more play to watch. Like I said, not a very good defense. Of course, stats say it. Not very good up front. Orgy highlights a pretty good linebacker core. But one more player going on the back end. Senior defensive back Jalen Mahoney. Go back and watch what he did versus Missouri. Single game record for tackles for loss. With five versus Missouri. To a senior, a lot of experience. Making plays behind the line of scrimmage. And a close loss versus Missouri a few weeks ago. Uh, Commodore's three defensive touchdowns this year, which ranks first in the SEC. So, give up yards, but have been able to score on defense. So, if there's been some... If there's, hopefully, this isn't a close game. But... Three defensive touchdowns this year, and maybe in a close game, that's a difference. They've shown the potential to do that. That ties for sixth in the FBS. C.J. Taylor has recorded two of Vandy's three defensive scores this season, so watch out for C.J. Taylor. They got three. He's got two of them. Fumble returns against both Hawaii and Missouri. Vanderbilt has forced multiple turnovers in two games this season. Recorded 15 takeaways, six in the SEC. CJ Taylor, five tackles for loss. Most, yeah. That's Mahoney. My bad. Those five tackles for loss versus Missouri was the most by an SEC player in any game this season. Career-high 12 tackles in that game. 11 solo. One sack for a loss of nine yards. So that's why Mahoney, you, you watch out for him. And for, for you know, making the impact plays for Vanderbilt's defense. As rare as they may be, Mahoney, Anthony Orji. Those are the two guys I, I've kind of pinpointed there. One with a tackle for loss, crazy game versus Missouri. 12 tackles in that game as well. And you got to kind of start looking deep about who to look out for on this defense. Orgy was the given, but I was trying to look for one more player. Mahoney and 
at least in one game this year, being able to show some tackles behind the line of scrimmage in a very high tackle game for him. Uh, Vanderbilt, 10 fumble recoveries this season, including multiple recoveries versus Hawaii and Missouri. They're tied for second in the SEC in fumbles recovered this season, 13th in the FBS. And something else, one more. Vanderbilt, 7-20 on holding their opponents on fourth down this season. We know how much the Gators relied on the fourth down conversions earlier this season. Well, Vanderbilt, pretty successful there, holding their opponents 7-20 of this season. Gators haven't relied on it so much lately. May not want to versus Vanderbilt. So this is Vanderbilt defense where the pressures and the sacks aren't all that great. Um, Florida's had a lot of success, of course, protecting Anthony Richardson, so he should have time to find his targets here in this game. Also, though, it is pretty simple. You look at it once again for the third week in a row. This is another game where the Gators' run game should just be able to take over. Need to see Florida put together a more consistent offensive performance, especially as there, there, there's a chance to get in the groove here with the, with the Florida run game. Even last week, you, you got in that groove early on. We didn't see it so much in the second half when you had so many more opportunities to do so because of the turnovers you were getting. I just like to see. And look, it is nitpicking. This team is playing much better, much much better complementary football. But on offense, you had a chance to break it open even more last week and. All right, yeah, you, you got the, the one touchdown out of the three turnovers, but should have had more. And I think there is another chance right here in this game to get in the groove given this Vanderbilt defense. So score touchdowns instead of settling for field goals or just not getting anything at all. If you're in the red zone, take advantage, go score your points. Now, Billy Napier, I know, mentioned it this week too. Uh, penalties coming into play here uh, as well. But that was, you know, against South Carolina, that was just more lack of execution. Lack of, you know, just going out there and, and just not doing your job, not having your mind in the right frame is what it looked like, and especially those missed field goals. You, you, you at least should have three points. But this is a bad Vanderbilt defense. Yeah, you, you, one more time to take advantage. I think the run game will. It'll be there. They'll have their yards. Can Anthony Richardson put up a better performance, more consistent performance? Hit the throws he's supposed to hit. Hit the open guys. I'd like to see a better performance going in, feeling a little bit better about that Florida State game coming up. I think we get it somewhat, even if, I mean, this can be an average performance by Anthony Richardson. That's all it really needs, especially with this Florida run game. With that, I'm going with a 47-17 victory. Going blowout here for the Gators. Said I felt good versus South Carolina last week, and that was... Uh, a little even better than, than what I thought it would be when the final score uh, finally showed up there. 47-17 Gators. I think the defense kind of does continue what we've seen. Now, I know they didn't give up any points last week. That's hard to do. I mean, they're sitting at six quarters right now. I don't expect that to keep going. <laughs> Somebody's going to score in this defense again. Uh, Vanderbilt, like I said, in some ways a better offense than what we've seen these last couple. But I, I just don't think uh, 
don't think this there, there will be much to this one. Could the cold weather come into play and maybe get in the mind of these players? You hope not. They're not Billy Napier's not gonna let him use it as an excuse. But of course, it's something worth bringing up. 11 a.m. local kickoff in Nashville. Going to be pretty cold. Going to be in the 30s. Team isn't used to that. Hopefully they go up there. It doesn't even matter. You can go run the ball and make it a whole lot easier. I think Florida should be able to. And we'll see what happens with the, you know, Justin Shorter. If those guys aren't out there, if he's not playing or if he's limited, you know, we'll we'll see where it goes there. Uh, But we'll see what players step up. There have been some players stepping up lately for the Gators. Should continue. Hopefully you get some more of the the backups and playing time uh, here in this game. Florida plays their game. I know it kind of sounds crazy to, to, to say. A few weeks ago, we didn't know what the game was. We're looking at these last couple of weeks and the opponents. Vanderbilt is very, I mean, they just got beat by the same soccer line the team. Florida beat two weeks ago. You know, could we be making too much of the Kentucky performance? And I gave you some good things to look at for Vanderbilt and some players to look, look out for, some things they do well. They're a more competent football team. But given what we've seen from Florida the last couple of weeks, Florida goes out there and plays anything like that. The last six quarters. And I think they are. That's, that's why I'm picking 47-17. I think, I think, Florida, t- I think Florida continues it. I think, I think the trend continues to go up. I know you got to have to hit reset sometimes. Every week. Every week's a new game. Believe me, I understand that. But I, th- I think this Gator team's trending. Trending pretty well. So, all right, there we go. That'll do it for this episode of Gators Breakdown. Florida, Vanderbilt preview right here, getting you ready for the Commodores. I'm your host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thank you for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. <laughs>